The first reading today is quite interesting. I don't know whether you caught your attention. Because from the experience of Apollos and the rest that Paul addressed, some level of clarity is given. Paul is a very zealous man. And he doesn't like to mumble things. He likes to be very accurate. He asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you were baptized? Or when you believed? And they said, no, we have never even heard that there was <laughs> the Holy Spirit. This is, this is the reality of many Christians today still. Like when you ask them, are you baptized? Or do you, when you were baptized, you receive the Holy Spirit? They are not very certain about the experience. For them, they are baptized. And all they believe is just that Father poured water on my head. And I rubbed the chrism, the oil of catechumen, and the oil of chrism on me. But the essence of the baptism is for you to receive the spirit of the living God. For what is born of the flesh is of the flesh. What is born of the spirit is of the spirit. Now, there is a little um, modification here. When John was baptizing, in whose name was he baptizing? <laughs> You're quiet. Huh? I said, in whose name was John baptizing? Ah, uh, I can <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's an assignment. Go and search for it. Okay? Hmm? His baptism is a baptism of repentance. And he made it clear. He said, I baptize the water. But one who is harder than me, when he comes, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So John did not baptize in the Holy Spirit. But I want to go and find out in whose name was he baptizing. Then, when Jesus now commissioned, he said, go out to the whole world, proclaim the good news. Whoever believes. The baptism of John was just baptism of repentance. There was no believing. It was Jesus who added something. Whoever believes first. In who? In him. He's a central figure in this. Whoever believes in him. Whoever believes and then is baptized. How? In the name of the Father. In the name of the Son. In the name of the Holy Spirit. Your baptism must carry, must manifest the tripathetic God. The Trin God. In the name of the Father, you receive the love of God. In the name of the Son, you receive salvation. In the name of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So that's what Paul asked them. When we were baptized, did you 
believe? When you did you receive the Holy Spirit, which is the culmination of the three? And they say, well, I'm not really heard about him. Then he, what did he do to complete that baptism? He laid his hand on them. And the outpouring took place. And they spoke in tongues. And then what? And prophesied. These are vivid evidence of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And they told those two gifts are very significant. The gifts of praying in tongues is that the power of prayer has been injected into your soul. You have the capacity to pray. You know people don't know how to pray. People don't have the energy to pray. They don't have the energy to pray. They just think praying is just talk to God. No. We have praying that is you address God, then it's praying for dominion. You pray to exercise your dominion. Jesus doing more of praying, you know, to exercise dominion than praying and talking to the Father. So that's what the gift of praying in tongues, you know, gives you. It's a gift for the church. But unfortunately, it has been biased. And some of the Orthodox churches have said, ah, we don't need it. And then they say, I can serve God without the, those gifts. Those things were just for the early church. It's not true. St. Francis of Assisi spoke in tongues. Some cardinals today spoke in, they, they still pray in tongues. The Papa Preacher, the present Papa Preacher of the Pope, the one who hears his confession, it's a highly spirit-filled man. He prophesies. So those gifts are said there. And prophecy is the spirit of Christ. It's the spirit of the world. Prophecy is not revealing things to you, telling you, oh, I, I know your name. I know where you come from. No, that is the elementary prophecy. That is domestic prophecy. Prophecy is being able to interpret the word of God into the you know, life experience of the people. The ability to bring the word of God and make it real in the heart of men. That's the true spirit of prophecy. John culminates in the book of Revelation when he says that uh, the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ is the true and final prophecy of our time. You see? So when he laid hands on them, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they prophesied and prayed. They received the engine to pray. Jesus in the gospel, retrace again a very outstanding aspect of our life as Christians. He says, now we know you speak plainly, you make things clear to us, and he caused confusion. He says, very soon you all run away to your homes. But he, he says something, I'm not alone. The Father is there with me. I have said this to you that you may have my peace in you. In the world you will have what? Tribulation. For those of you who have been coming for Advanced Bible course, you can understand the meaning of the word tribulation now. You see? The church is moving in three phases. We are finished the first phase. The second phase is elapsing. We are gradually knocking to step into the last phase. And the last phase is a phase of tribulation. And those who are not well prepared, who have not been discipled, no matter the amount of things you carry in your head, You'll be, be, be bastardized. That's why more than ever, the Holy Spirit is stirring the hearts of many today. Yield yourself to be discipled. Know the word of God. Know God for real. You may think you have faith. 
until tribulation comes. That's when you know that that thing you have in your head that you think is very strong will what? Will embarrass you. And that's what Paul says, he who thinks he's strong should be careful lest he falls. The moment you become, you know, settled with yourself and say that what I have is enough for me or that I think I've come a long way. Ah, that's the beginning of your, of your fall. And so we should not presume, we should not presume. The journey to be with God, the work of attaining heaven is a Herculean task. It's not a, a job for, it's not something for anybody who is lazy, I tell you. It requires some level of diligence. People died because of this thing we're talking about. People give their life. They cut off their head. They cut off their hands. Agatha lucid them. Their breasts were cut off. Life. They will hold the breast and use knife and cut it off. This one, after a few days again, they cut this one off again. St. Sebastian, they tied him on the stake and they were throwing arrows into his body each day, four or five, each day, four or five, until he died. These are realities. And what made them strong is because they understood. They were people who built their faith so that when that time came, they were able, through the help of the Holy Spirit, to witness for Christ. And that's why the gospel says, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you shall truly be my witnesses. May God help us. And as the Lord is helping us, may we equally cooperate with him more than ever. This is the primary assignment the Lord has laid for us. He has trusted us. And he has asked a question. He said, if I come back again, will I say find faith on earth? It's you and I that is going to answer that question. At this mass, may we yield ourselves again and see how we can allow the Lord to really train us and prepare us for that glory that will come through tribulation. For if we are crucified with him, we shall surely be glorified with him. This is the kingdom agenda. As for other things about domestic life, don't worry. The Lord will give you food. You will not die of hunger. Okay? The Lord will care for you. He cares for you. He said, I'm the Lord thy provider. All those ones are not issues. Sometimes we just worry unnecessarily. And sometimes when we even worry that way. Still at the end of it all, the worry does not really make any sense. But when we dedicate our time for God and allow him to form us, he will build us formidable. He will build us formidable. May God bless his words and hearts through Christ our Lord. Amen.